Welcome to another bonus episode. Tonight, I'm going to tell you all about a little conspiracy theory I have about the story Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. According to several sources, the story about Rudolph was written by Robert May in 1939, and I don't have any problems with that. I think that's true. Now, Robert May claims his main inspiration for the story was his own childhood, because he was also an outcast like Rudolph, and he kind of saw himself as a loser. That part about his childhood may also be true. I don't have any problems with that. But I do think that he was influenced by another Christmas story that was published before his story. And as I went web sleuthing around, I couldn't find any sources that mentioned that he had said that this other story was an inspiration for his story. You ready for the dirt? (laughs) Here's how I came upon my conspiracy theory. I recently stumbled on a story titled Jimmy Scarecrow's Christmas, and the story is about a scarecrow who feels sad, lonely, and useless during winter, until one day Santa Claus comes along and gives him a special job. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That sure sounds a lot like the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, the story of Jimmy Scarecrow's Christmas was published in the Children's Book of Christmas Stories in 1913, which is 26 years before Robert May published his story about Rudolph in 1939. The author of the Jimmy Scarecrow story was Mary Wilkins Freeman. If you've been a listener to my public podcast for a long time, then you may be thinking, I know that name, Mary Wilkins Freeman. That sounds familiar. And sure enough, I read another story by her titled The Pumpkin Giant on episode 187 of the public podcast. So, she is not just a nobody that just happened to write some little story once. 
Freeman was a prolific, award-winning, and well-known author in her time. So, it is very likely that Robert May had read her story about Jimmy Scarecrow and Santa Claus. <laughs> Cue the X-Files music. <laughs> the truth is out there. And your little buddy Harris is hunting it down. <laughs> okay, enough about my silly conspiracy theory. You can just listen to tonight's tale, and you can be your own judge. Here we go. Tonight's story is Jimmy Scarecrow's Christmas by Mary Wilkins Freeman. Jimmy Scarecrow led a sad life in the winter. Jimmy's greatest grief was his lack of an occupation. He liked to be useful, but in winter, he was absolutely of no use at all. He wondered how many miserable winters he would have to endure being so useless. He was strongly made, although his wooden joints did creak a little when the wind blew. Every morning, when the winter sun peered like a hard yellow eye across the dry corn stubble, Jimmy felt sad. But at Christmas time, his heart nearly broke. On Christmas Eve, Santa Claus came in a sleigh heaped high with presents urging his team of reindeer across the field. He was on his way to the farmhouse where Betsy lived with her aunt Anna. Betsy was a very good little girl with very smooth yellow curls, and she had a great many presents. Santa Claus had a large doll for her on his arm tucked up against the fur collar of his coat. He was afraid to trust it in his pack because it might get broken. When poor Jimmy Scarecrow saw Santa Claus, his heart gave a great leap. Santa Claus, here I am, he cried out. But Santa Claus didn't hear him. He tried again, Santa Claus, please, give me a little present. I was good all summer, and I kept the crows out of the corn, he pleaded. But Santa Claus still didn't hear him, and just passed him by with a merry chuckle and a great clamor of bells. Then Jimmy Scarecrow stood in the corn stubble and shook with sobs until his wooden joints creaked. I am of no use in the world, and everybody has forgotten me, 
he moaned. But he was mistaken. The next morning, Betsy sat at the window, holding her new Christmas doll. She looked out at Jimmy Scarecrow, standing all alone in the field of corn stubble. Aunt Anna, she said. Aunt Anna was busy making a crazy patchwork quilt that was all crooked and strange. Yes, her aunt replied. Did Santa Claus bring the scarecrow any Christmas presents? No, she replied. Of course he didn't. Why not? Betsy wondered. Because he's a scarecrow, you ding-dong. Don't ask silly questions, replied her aunt. Well, I wouldn't like to be treated like that if I was a scarecrow, said Betsy. Her aunt just continued to silently stitch the crazy quilt together. It was snowing hard outside, and the north wind blew. The scarecrow's poor old coat got whiter and whiter with snow. Sometimes he almost vanished in a thick white storm. Aunt Anna worked until the middle of the afternoon on her crazy quilt. Then she got up and spread the quilt over the sofa with pride. There, she said, it's a little crooked and not exactly how I would like it, but it's done, and that makes number eight. We now have plenty of these quilts to give as gifts to our friends this year. Aunt Hannah put on her hood and her shawl and set out through the snow to carry a slice of plum pudding to her sister who lived down the road. After her aunt left, Betsy put her plaid shawl over her head and ran across the field to Jimmy Scarecrow. She carried her new doll safely under her shawl. I wish you a big Merry Christmas, she said to Jimmy Scarecrow. And I wish you the same, said Jimmy. But his voice was choked with sobs. His tattered coat was covered with snow, and his old hat had slipped down to his chin. Betsy looked pitifully at the old hat, fringed with icicles, like frozen tears, and the old coat. I've brought you a Christmas present, she said. Betsy took out her new doll and tucked it inside Jimmy's scarecrow's coat, sticking its tiny feet into a pocket. Wow, thank you, said Jimmy Scarecrow cheerfully. Don't you feel cold in that old summer coat, asked Betsy. Well, if I had a little exercise, I would feel warm, he replied. But he shivered, and the wind whistled through his rags. 
just wait a minute, said Betsy. Then she went off across the field. She soon returned with Aunt Hannah's crazy quilt trailing in the snow behind her. Here is something to keep you warm, she said, and she folded the crazy quilt all around the scarecrow and pinned it. The scarecrow beamed with warmth and pride, and with that she ran back to the house and left Jimmy Scarecrow smiling with the crazy quilt and the doll. Jimmy Scarecrow had never felt so happy in his life as he did for an hour or so. But after that, the snow began to turn to rain, and the crazy quilt and the doll were soaked through and through. It grew very dark, and the freezing rain continued to fall in sheets. He was thinking of how cold and how sad he was when suddenly he once again heard Santa Claus's sleigh bells and his merry voice talking to his reindeer. It was after midnight, Christmas was over, and Santa was now returning home to the North Pole. Santa Claus, dear Santa Claus, cried Jimmy Scarecrow with a great sob. Now this time, Santa Claus did hear him, and he drew near. Who's there? Santa shouted out of the darkness. It's me, replied the Scarecrow. Who's me? shouted Santa Claus. Jimmy Scarecrow. Santa got out of his sleigh and walked up. Have you been standing here through all the seasons? Santa asked with pity. Jimmy replied that he had. What's that over your shoulders? Santa Claus continued, holding up his lantern and looking at the quilt that was stitched together in a crazy pattern. Well, it's a crazy quilt, said Jimmy. And what are you holding under your coat? asked Santa. It's the doll that Betsy gave me, Jimmy replied. Well, so it is, said Santa. That is the same doll that I gave Betsy. She must really be fond of you. All right, Jimmy Scarecrow, go ahead, get in the sleigh. I'm taking you, that doll, and that crazy quilt to the North Pole. Really? asked Jimmy Scarecrow. How long shall I stay? Why, you are going to live with me, replied Santa Claus. I've been looking for a person like you for a long time. Jimmy Scarecrow scratched his head. Are there crows that you need me to scare away at the North Pole? I want to be useful. 
No, answered Santa Claus. But I don't want you to scare away crows. I want you to scare away Arctic explorers. If explorers found the magical North Pole, they would just whittle it to pieces and carry it away in their pockets for souvenirs. Come along now, Jimmy. I'm in a hurry. Jimmy looked delighted, but he also had some conditions. I will go on two conditions, said Jimmy. First, I want to make a present to Aunt Anna and Betsy next Christmas. Santa nodded his head in agreement. You shall make them any present you choose. What is the other condition? I want to somehow scare the crows out of the corn next summer while I'm away, said Jimmy. That is easy peasy, said Santa Claus. Just wait a minute. Santa took his pen out of his pocket and wrote the following words on a nearby fence post. Notice to crows. Any crows that hop, fly, or flop into this field and steal corn during the absence of Jimmy Scarecrow shall be turned snow white and shunned by other crows. Per order of Santa Claus. And of course, he wrote it in crow language, so only crows could read it. The corn will be safe now, said Santa Claus. Go ahead and hop in the sleigh. Jimmy got into the sleigh, and they flew away out of sight with merry hellos and a great clamor of bells. The next morning, Betsy sadly noticed that Jimmy was gone, but she hoped he found a happier place to be. We shall have to have another scarecrow next summer, said her aunt. But the next summer, there was no need of a scarecrow. Not one crow came past the fence post on which Santa Claus had written his notice. The corn grew tall and full. Next Christmas, Betsy and Aunt Anna each received a strange present. They found them in the sitting room on Christmas morning. Aunt Anna's present was her old crazy quilt but it was fully remodeled with every piece cut square and true and matching perfectly with the square next to it. Why, it's my old crazy quilt, but it isn't crazy now, cried Aunt Anna with happy astonishment. Betsy's present was her doll from the Christmas before. It's my doll, she cried, 
and snatched her up and hugged her firmly. And somewhere, far north, a scarecrow smiled while chasing away Arctic explorers. This is the end of tonight's bonus episode.